And then I hear the door open and I turn around. In my mind, it's slow motion, me turning. And then he walks in, immediately sees me. Hi, I'm Tom, puts his hand out. Mm -hmm. And I go, yes, I know, Tom. I am Gloria. (laughs) Tom Cruise is the greatest movie star of all time. He's the first actor to have six consecutive $100 million grossing films. He's shrouded in mystery, and yet to many is one of the nicest and hardest working people. We love Tom Cruise. We are inspired by Tom Cruise. And while we work in Hollywood, we've never actually met Tom Cruise. So we're going to talk to some people who have. We'll hear some great stories, and maybe, just maybe, one of them one day will lead us to the man himself so that we can have stories of our own. Our own stories of meeting Tom Cruise. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Welcome to Meeting Tom Cruise, the podcast. My name is Jeff Meacham. I am your host, and here with me as always is my co-host, better yet, my wingman. He's the Raymond to my Charlie Babbitt. He's the Lions to my Lambs. And of course, he's the Goose to my Maverick. He's Joel Johnstone. Joel, how you doing? It just gets better every goddamn week. (laughs) And of course, also with us is the rainy cloud on our sunny day. You know, he's the whitewash we fly through that crashes our F-14 Tomcat. He's Alec Lev. Alec, are you up for ruining our day? Sure. Okay. You know what? I've been thinking about Tom Cruise this week, and I've been thinking. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just a little bit. A little bit. And I look, we've all been watching his movies because of this podcast. And we, and only because of this podcast. That's you know, only <laughs> that's for easy. you. Not me. Easy. That's I just that's how I wake up. Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> and I put myself to sleep with a Tom Cruise movie. Uh look, we've watched basically all of his movies at this point. And yep. um I know we all saw Legend when we were kids. And I liked Legend when I was a kid. I did, yes, yes. Right, you did too, right? Yeah. Boy, did that one take a nosedive. Ooh. That one stings now, watching that one again. Yeah. You know what else I liked when I was a kid? <laughs> I liked uh, digging a hole with mud and eating it. <laughs> but as an adult, I don't like that anymore. Yeah. Um, watching Legend as an adult is worse. I Look... People love to do their best. There's lots of lists of the Tom Cruise best and worst movies. And I have seen a fair amount of lists where they like to put cocktails as worst movie. First off, no, no. there are cocktail. A, cocktail is Citizen Kane yeah. compared to Legend. I mean, a lot of people like cocktail. I, I, I love that. Legend is, I never use this word, unwatchable. Unwatchable. Give us and your give unwatchable. It, yeah. the, the, I mean, I'm, but you know, we, we have to remember it's a first-time filmmaker. Uh, who, who directed it? Oh, uh, what's <laughs> something? Scott, yeah, who Ridley is coming Scott. off Alien and Blade Runner? And okay, and here's what I think. Here's what I go. Ayahuasca was involved, right? right? Some kind of drug. You could not have made that movie not in an altered state. It right off the bat makes no sense. No sense. The opening crawl. Goes oh, yeah. on for 17 minutes. There's good versus bad and, and then, evil versus good. You're, you're melt as you're watching it, you're sinking into the I can't. You're sinking as you're re- trying to read the movie. You're trying to read this movie to start out with. We will never do this again. We will never dump on a Tom Cruise movie no, this cocktail, hard again. Ever, ever. No, Look, no we I'm love gonna cocktail. Defend, I'm going to defend cocktail in a later episode. Yeah, but I have a very special place in my heart for guy, and I just watched it again recently. I it, there are so many yep. entertaining parts. Fine. Nothing. Nothing except for Mia Sarah no. in the black dress with Beautiful. the weird Tim Curry she devil. Is- Easy to look at. But, I mean, even the costumes and the, the hair and makeup are terrible. The trolls, I had little kids 
taken candy bars from our porch last fall <laughs> that looked more believable than the trolls or goblin-y characters in, in the goddamn movie. Like it, it was awful. What happens with the unicorn? Why? She, she just wanted to she, see it. And meanwhile, these guys are shooting at her yeah, and it's her she fault? Gets, but it, was, blamed. it was a, no, no, it was a misunderstanding. She thought because she touched it, but it was just simultaneous with them shooting it with the, why am I explaining <laughs> legend? Oh, it gets it's awful. awful. Here's a couple names for you. Their names are Gump, Blix, Screwball, Brown Tom. That sounds racist. Pox, Blunder, and my favorite, Meg Mucklebones. Uh, I don't even know what you're talking uh, about. These are character names. Uh, Meg Mucklebones. Who made that up? A four-year-old? Uh, I'm sorry. You you and the joy, the joy when you, you click the, the remote and you can see. There's only three minutes left because you've been clicking on the remote the whole way through. How much time is there left in this fucking thing? Yep. And then the three minutes, I could do it. I could do another three. I watched it straight through. I didn't stop. Could you? Could you? Do you oh, you of got, course not. I, I watched. I, 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 yeah. I, had, I, had a, I had to pour four more bourbon. I had to wash the dishes and then stab myself in the toe. Here's the tagline they put on the poster. I got one. Don't waste your time. <laughs> Our guest this week is the wonderful Gloria Calderon Kellett. But first, let's get to the question of the week. Alec. The question of the week is, would you want to be as famous as Tom Cruise? Jeff Meacham. I mean, my, my instinct is to quickly say no. No, I would not want to be that famous. Why? Security guards, right? We already, Malin Ackerman said that. She was like, remember that was the first thing yeah. she said about the house. It's Secu- a beautiful house. Security yeah. guards. and Yeah. Like that's. Yeah. yeah. I don't want that. I, I need some privacy. I, I I don't know that the idea that they have to be there twenty four seven. All the things, just right off the bat, the paparazzi, the the scandals. You know, anything that you do. Just oh my god, Jeff scandals. Oh my scandals Joel, would be what awful. Would, what would happen? Mine would be amazing. Mine uh. would. Mine would all. My scandals would all be based around my eating habits and my <laughs> my food problems. Just like, a lot of pictures of ba- pictures of you with bags of cookies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That just At, bags of cookies. Three like thirty in the morning, him just rummaging Seven Eleven. Always, like, that's how they find it. Well, through Seven Eleven's dumpster, he just, <laughs> <laughs> just find me again. They're just like, well, here's Jeff Meacham again at Panda Express, <laughs> and it's been a real problem for him with the orange chickens. That's part of my fear about getting super, super famous. I wonder if I might go the, I I wonder if I might go the Brando route, and I just get, it, it hit even just that remote fame, and then just become a fat giant. Like just lazy. I need a kangaroo. I need a kangaroo and fruit pops in my trailer. <laughs> I just need a Chinese buffet, morning, noon, and night in front of me. Those are people, Chinese people. <laughs> are you done with that pizza? I want. I want you to bring me a cow, a live cow, and and stuff it with brownies. And and then I want you to bake that cow in a in a deep fryer and and stuff it inside of a turkey. <laughs> I, um, I want to buy an island. But I want the island made of pancakes. I call it Thousand Island. <laughs> Just to be that famous, I don't want to get married that many times. I like my wife yeah. a lot. Like yeah. I like being married to her. I don't want to have to then like end that, meet someone else, get married, work out all the logistics with my lawyer. It's just too much. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think people that are successful and driven to the point like Tom Cruise, they, they don't shut it they off. They can't turn it off. That's what everybody talks about. They talk about this can't turn it off thing and not just Cruise. There's a few others. But right, Joel? I like, happily turn it oh, off. I, watch. I just turned it off. Did you guys see that? You turned it off. <laughs> but again, I hear about those A-types and I don't want to be that A-type. I don't want to no. work crazy hours where I'm away from my family. You know, crazy hours. You don't want to work nine to five. 
I don't want to work. Could you imagine? <laughs> no. Have if you? I had to work, have you ever worked nine to five? No, but that's been my goal in life to not work nine to five unless I'm on a television show. Because I would love to be as wealthy as Tom Cruise, but I would not want to be as famous as Tom Cruise. I am not one of those actors who's like, no, no, I'm in it for the craft because then I'd probably be a better actor, but I'm not. <laughs> Joel? I mean, what's your first, what's your, what was your first instinct? My, uh, my honestly, yeah. first instinct, more famous. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? No, no. I've, I've seen it. I've seen it up close, you know, to eight rows in front of me. And he does not get left alone. He is, he, I don't think for a minute of that guy's life, does he ever get left alone? And I sometimes like to, in a pre or post pandemic world, go to the movie theaters by myself and just sit there. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff, brass tacks. Let's put a name to it. I want to be Robert Duvall. He is famous enough where he doesn't have to audition. He is famous enough where he can have the career that he wants and probably walk most city streets in the world and be left alone. That's my level. Okay. Oh. Who do you want to be? Oh, okay. Similar. I want to be Kristen Bell. <laughs> so very similar. I want Roll the credits. Roll the credits, people. I, there, that's the difference between Jeff and I. She's most famous for playing a cartoon character. Right. That's fantastic. So... You're, you're not walking around where you look exactly like your character. Someone's like, oh, my God. Gobs of money. Frozen. You got frozen money. Again, money means a lot to me. <laughs> I want to make as much money as possible in the littlest amount of time and do as little work possible for it. <laughs> I think Kristen Bell puts a lot of work into her career. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. <laughs> this is how famous I want to be. I want to be famous enough that I can go out to dinner and I can go out to dinner anywhere because I'm Jeff Meacham, but not so much that where I go out, I actually know that if I'm at a restaurant, I'm disturbing other people's night because I'm that famous, right? Like, and again, there's only a few people that are that famous. You know what I mean? You do disturb other people's nights. But that's only because of my gas issues. <laughs> yeah, that's very different. That does bring me to my next question. Okay. If you were this famous, what would you do for others, Joel? Hmm. Do you know what you would do for others? What would be your, maybe your cause if you were Tom Cruise famous? I, w I would build homeless shelters. Oh, it, when you say it so kindly like that, I don't want to make a joke because that's really sweet of you. But that's I like really how nice. your first instinct was to have... Try make to a make joke. a joke. I yeah, I like that you asked a sincere question and expected a joke. That's what I like. <laughs> Me, I'd like to save. I'd like to be one of those tree huggers, save the planet kind of people. Pagans, is that right? <laughs> yes. I want to. I want to. You know, clean it all up. Go the Leonardo DiCaprio way. Make sure there's no more trash. You know, the plant that we live on. This rock. I've been thinking about it a lot lately. It's stressing me out that we might lose really? the planet. But I don't really know enough. So you get what I'm saying. So I want to. Yeah. You kind of have to know stuff to. Make a difference. Ah, do you? I just, you know, write a check and pretend I'm stabbing some trash, picking it up. Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> that's, anyway. that's how you save the planet. How, how are you saving the planet, sir? I'm stabbing trash. <laughs> just stabbing trash. Alec, what about you? Uh, the Innocence Project. What's that? The Innocence Project uh, helps to... to oh, yeah. um, Free people, that one. Right. People have been wrongfully convicted. Have they? <laughs> well, that's why we need the Innocence Project. Oh, my God. That's the one that God. makes me cry every time. Uh what would you do for yourself? <laughs> I know we've already kind of discussed it. <laughs> the meaningful portion of this podcast has ended, and we, we're back. Yeah, we're back. We're, we're back, back with to the challenges. Yes, okay. But with that money, like, what's your, what's your weird ask? What's your? <laughs> this is nice. This is nice. Okay, so Innocence Project, Save the Earth, Homeless Shelters. This is wonderful. Which leads <laughs> me to, now, how would you divert that money yeah. to yourself? Yeah. <laughs> 
So again, moving on. What extravagant yeah. thing would I? What's would most I, important um, to you? Is it is it homes? Is it cars? Is it? I'd like to get to the point where I have a crazy exotic animal farm. Oh, I love that. <laughs> you know, just like, hey, do you, do you want to come over and see my my leopards today? You want to pet my llama? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is it. That's a good I've... one. Michael Jackson did that. How did it work out for him? <laughs> oh. What about you? Do you have your crazy? I just I, here's what I want. I want. You know, we've already gotten some questions about why I'm doing this podcast. <laughs> I bet you ask yourself that every Couple day. Fans are Alec. like, "Why is this guy here?" What's... I I'd like to get uh, Dodger season tickets. Oh, there you go. No, but that's actually why I'm doing this podcast. Oh, 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 oh. not no, just... oh, yeah. We're not talking about the macro fame specifically. That is meeting at, Tom it, Cruise, right? That's, you want enough listeners? The level of success I need is this podcast to be big enough that Cody Ballinger says. Come on down to the stadium. Oh, you're the guys from Meeting Tom Cruise. Yeah, I love you guys. Love that's you such guys. a great podcast. That's Come on in. That's why I'm here. Yeah. But I, I'm not sure I'm being totally clear with you, too. That's actually why I'm doing this show. <laughs> I got another one. Go. Moving on. I want to run for office. You lost me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. And if I had what? enough Too money. Many qualifications? No. Oh, uh, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, hey, what's your degree in? Oh, it's in English. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> it's actually a double major, English and, and theater. Also, you have no, a degree. That, oh my God, you're such a nerd. That is political goldmine. I read Emily Dickinson or part of it, mo- some of it. I you would win it. by a lands- landslide, Lev. And all you need is to be rich. And that's what I would do with my money. Let's go move on now. I want to be able to walk into a farmer's market and just buy everything. <laughs> For everyone. And go, you know what, everyone? It's on me. I, I love the it's on me. Yeah, I love it's on me. Definitely. But that is an ego thing. It is an ego thing. I, to back that up, I would love to, regardless of the size, sit, tell a whole bar yeah. rounds on me. And going with Alec, what Alex saying, I'm sorry, it's not quite an ego thing. What is wonderful is if someone's having a hard time or they're not making a lot of money, you're just like, I want to buy it all today. I'm going to buy it all today. And then you use that as gifts for other people. Like and, then, and then they love you more. And then they love oh, you wait, more. So oh, that's an, an ego thing. thing. That's an ego, it's an ego thing. thing. Okay. <laughs> do you oh, think God. we'll hit top 10 shallowest podcasts when Ooh, we like yes. when we come out? Like, do you sure. think that's that's what we're going for? Right. right? Yeah. It's called again. It's called meeting Tom Cruise. This is right. Yeah. This isn't the stop global warming podcast. God, is this just irresponsible to be talking about? Right? Oh, God. We're going to dive deep down the rabbit hole. of But it can't go deep down because it's so shallow. It's so shallow. Yeah. 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 yeah that yeah. if you dive in head first, okay. you might break your neck. Yeah, yeah. So it's not. We're, we're no longer just talking about Tom Cruise. We're talking about what. We want purely for ourselves. Purely. Wow. Hold on. I got to take that in for a second. Uh, drink it up. Drink it up. But don't drink too hard. Yeah. Well, it's no. a light drink. There's not anyway. much in there. Yeah. It's just a little drink. Shallow. It's, a, it's not going to get you that drunk. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I got one more. I got one more. I want like, you know, like a handler, you know, like, like somebody who, you know, bodyguard, just, just right hand, you know, just, just like, you know, like a, like a rock. Like if you're at a restaurant and somebody gives you an evil look, just, just look at him. Nod. That's it. They're done. Nobody sees that person again. Yeah, they're taken out. <laughs> I'm not saying he kills him. I'm just saying he can't find him. You just can't find him. You're sort of saying he kills him. Yeah, but they are kind of insinuating well, but I didn't, that he kills him. But I didn't say it. Mm. I just said I just said nobody can see that person again. <laughs> Including his family? Yes. Okay, so. It sounds like he it killed It does sound him. like you've murdered this person in a trunk. But did I? I just gave a nod to somebody. <laughs> well, uh, what I, how we always like to wrap this up is, so we're all agreeing, we would not want to be that famous. We want to be that rich, but we wouldn't want to be that famous, right? I don't know. I- now that it's being offered to me. <laughs> <laughs> this question of the day was brought to you by The Knock List. Do not let it get out in the open.
And now, commercials. All right, we're here with Gloria Calderon-Kellett. She is the uh, co-creator and co-showrunner of the fantastic show One Day at a Time, the award-winning show. Am I right, Gloria? It's Emmy-winning. It's yes. Emmy-winning One Day at a Time. Sure. Congratulations to sure. that. Thank you. Um, Gloria, this is a show all about our hero, Tom Cruise, just in case you don't yeah. know. But uh, do me a favor. Give me a 30-second synopsis of your life leading up to the first time you met Tom Cruise. Go. Born in Portland, Oregon. Um, there's a small Cuban community. My parents are, are Cuban immigrants. They came in 1962. And the Cuban diaspora is very spread out, for those that don't know. So when there was an influx of children that came in in 1960, between 60 and 62, called Operation Pedro Pan. Look it up. Very interesting. It's a time when we uh, took in children and we didn't put them in cages. Um, <laughs> so my parents were put Tell us more. in. Yeah, no, it was a real thing. They gave them uh, blankets and toothpaste. It was amazing. <laughs> so they were put here uh, in a little in a little like detention center facility. And then um, different churches and organizations, um, the kindness of strangers, took them in, took families in all around the country. Because it was 14,000 Cuban kids, and then their their families came in as refugees. So about 40 families ended up in Portland, Oregon. And I grew up in a lovely little Cuban community, and then it was real white, white, white. So that's why I can code switch. <laughs> um, so I can talk like this, and then I can also be like, pero tu sabes, algo está pasando ahora, right? Like I can go back and forth. And then uh, I grew up in, in a lovely little community in Portland, and I lived there till I was 14, and then I moved to San Diego, and I lived there for four years, and that was lovely. And then I moved to LA, and I went to Loyola Marymount University. And then after that, I went to uh, University of London for grad school, and then I came back. And my first big Hollywood job was working for Cameron Crowe. And that's where I met Tom Cruise. Wow. That was amazing. That was incredible. <laughs> Let's go to commercial. Um, okay, so get us started. Here we are. So something with Cameron Crowe is coming up here, right? So what happened is I came back from London and I was like, okay, I have a master's degree in performance and playwriting. Oh, just jo endless jobs. No one cares. Here I am in Los Angeles. I don't know anybody in the industry. What do I do? So I literally went to anyone I knew and I was like, if there's any industry job, anything, really, I just wanted to kind of get my foot in the door. And a friend of mine, Chris Hinata, the lovely Chris Hinata, he was working at Cruz Wagner. Heard of it. Go on. There is somebody who we're working with and they need a second assistant. I didn't even know second assistants were a thing. Uh, and I couldn't know who it was. <laughs> and he said, facts, if you're into it, I was working at Houston Century City at the time, RIP. <laughs> and I said, if if uh, the best the best uh, spinach or chicken dip in town, come on, guys. Uh, <laughs> if if you are interested, they really would love a writer because it's a lot of like sitting around waiting for packages signed. You know, it's kind of a lot of thankless work. So they really do want a writer so that somebody can be writing all day. And I was like, wait, writing all day? I get paid to write all day? Like insane? Yes, yes. So I fax my resume because I'm old and we used to use fax machines. Fax my resume. I get a phone call that it is to be Cameron, uh, Cameron Crowe's second assistant. I lose my mind because, of course, I love Cameron Crowe. Cameron Crowe actually went to my high school. What? You know, yeah, University of San Diego High School. Almost Famous is shot at my high school. I did not know that. Yes, what? yes. And I mean, yes, at this so point... so many things you're learning. Yeah, we've got Almost Famous at this point, Say Anything. Yeah. So he's, yes. he's the Cameron yes. Crowe. So Jerry I'm Maguire. obsessed. I'm obviously obsessed with him. Wow. To be his second assistant? To be a second assistant, basically the receptionist for vinyl films, um, and and the second and who whatever whatever Andy has made an assistant can right, do. Right, but I would you do. are 
you are to the moon at this point. I mean, that's oh my God. incredible. I, I couldn't believe it. So my first day of work in that we were, we were in a beautiful space. DreamWorks had a beautiful space in Santa Monica on 17th street in Olympic. And those were where the offices were. So it was also West side, which was amazing. And so I went in and I parked and I walked inside to my little area there was a little front reception area with a couch and super cool. Cause you know, Cameron's cool. There's cool shit on the walls and art and all this is my mind is exploding. And they said, this is where you're going to say it. You're going to answer the phones. You're going to sign for packages. When people come in, you're going to, anytime an actor comes in, you're going to talk to them and, you know, be nice and get them water or whatever, coffee. And then Cameron will give you some extra stuff to do if he needs it. So the first day I meet Cameron Crow was the first day of work. Oh my God. They had just shot vanilla sky. And they were in post-production and these were the post-production facilities that they were editing. Oh, this is the after the movie. This okay. is after. Okay. Okay. Shit. okay. So they were working on the DVD special release for Almost Famous simultaneous with post-production on Vanilla Sky. Wow. That's a crazy time. Crazy. Crazy time. So I had Tom Cruise on the back of my door. I had Tom Cruise from Top Gun in the white uniform on the back of my door because I come from a Cuban-American family where we're not allowed to have posters on our walls. It's your, your, your room has to look pristine, but when that door closes, the back of that door is just covered with all my hopes and dreams, <laughs> which included Tom Cruise in the white suit this from is, Top Gun. This is what we need to hear. Yeah. This is what okay? we need to hear. So you loved Cruise post-production. Keep going, keep going. What's happening? When do you get to meet him? The first day <laughs> that Tom Cruise comes in. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Did you know? Did you know he was coming in? I don't remember. I don't remember if I knew he was coming sure. in. But when he walked in through those doors. Yeah, here we go. There is just, here's the thing. Uh-huh. There are people, I think, that are. Gods? Chemists that are, <laughs> that their very energy and body chemistry changes the temperature of a room yeah okay and you talking about tom cruise has changed the temperature of my body right so (laughs) i feel like in my memory i met my computer so what you need to know is when you walked into the vinyl films offices there was like a double door and then there was my desk and my computer was behind me so for the most part i'm this i'm like this right i'm 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 on my computer and then i hear the door open and i turn around in my mind, it's slow motion. Me turning. <laughs> it's slow motion. And then he walks in, immediately sees me. Okay. Not any cool guy. I'm wa- immediately like zero in focus. That's what we hear. Okay? That's what we hear. Eye contact. Eye contact. Yep. Zero in focus. You're new. Wow. Hi, I'm Tom, puts his hand out. Mm -hmm. And I go, yes, I know, Tom. I am Gloria. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, Gloria, I'm so glad you're here. Are you you kidding me? I woke up in the ER. (laughs) I mean, the rest is a blur. Uh, It was was such, uh, it was was, uh, uh, two things happening at the same time. One is just the, wow, there is a, there is like a movie star. Like there's a vibe to a movie star. Absolutely. We talked about this. So yeah. He had that. He has that movie star vibe. Then focuses it all on you <laughs> for a moment. And you're like, I, uh, like it really is. 
powerful. Yeah, he gives it to you. That's what we've been talking about it in this podcast. We hear it from everybody. He gives you that moment he for you to have. He gives it to you. Yeah. And, uh, and just so lovely. Every uh. interaction I had with him, so lovely. He was dating Penelope Cruz at the time. Um, calls her Lupe. And, and whenever she comes in, we speak Spanish to each other. Ooh. And that makes me feel very seen. So you also mes- met her, too, who yes. must have been one oh, of the she most. She was so lovely. Oh, my God. What a lovely, what a lovely woman. Oh, my goodness. They were both so sweet. So sweet. Um, okay, so I'm going to tell you two. I, I'm I'm going to I'm going to zero in on two Tom Cruise stories. Okay? Please, please. Oh, we get two. We get two, Jeff. So there was a day when Tom he, he was really into Snapple for whatever reason. Okay, I like Snapple. So there was a kerfuffle because we did not have the Snapple in the fridge. We had Snapple, but not his was Snapple. It, was no, we had the right Snapple, Jeff. It wasn't in the refrigerator cold. Oh, it was room temp. It was room temp. <laughs> now, was oh, there a specific so I say, flavor of so the I s- Do you remember the God. flavor you liked? Was it raspberry? Because that's mine. I don't remember the flavor, you guys. I'm so sorry. Arnold Palmer. I'm so sorry. Peach. If it comes it to peach? me, if it, com- it might have been peach. It wasn't. Peach. Kiwi strawberry was my favorite snapple. It wasn't that. Uh-huh. Mine was raspberry. So yeah. I say, oh, he's usually 30 minutes. Like if we get a call, like he's coming to edit, like everybody beware, he's coming to edit. It's usually about 30 minutes. I'll put the snapples in the freezer by the time it gets, by the time he gets here. And then I can put it on ice. It's going to be perfect. Problem solving. No, no. (laughs) Send the PA out to get cold snapple. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So we send the PA out. The PA goes to four different places. Cannot find that freaking snapple. Come on, people. Get the snapple on ice. (laughs) Tom comes in. There's a panic. People are fucking freaking out. I'm trying to, I'm trying to like, Hey, I'm trying to converse with him, which I never usually do. I usually let him do his thing. I'm like, how are you? What's going on? Cause I'm, I'm trying to hold it up yeah, while the yeah. PA finds a snap. Finally, it's just too long. I have to ask him what he wants to drink. So I'm like, what can I get you, Tom? Diet Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> Diet Pepsi. So I got him a Diet Pepsi. <laughs> and this is the problem with fame. Tom doesn't know. He doesn't care what kind of drink he gets. But they're like, oh, we're going to get fired if we don't get the right temperature of Snapple. He doesn't. Oh, and I was like, if he knew. So then. Right. So then this is a different day, but also a similar type of story. He says, hey, Gloria, by any chance, is there tuna in the kitchen? And I said, yeah, there's tuna. And he goes, I hate to do this could you make me a tuna sandwich? Tom, it would be my... Simple question. Tom, it would be my pleasure to make you a tuna sandwich. You want some tomatoes on that tuna sandwich? I would love some tomatoes. Awesome. I'm going to make you a tuna sandwich. So I go in, I make... So lovingly do I make this tuna sandwich. His assistant at the time comes down in a fucking panic. (laughs) Gloria, Gloria, Gloria. Because I'm like finishing. It's toasted. You guys have never... You've never seen a more beautiful sandwich. Okay. (laughs) It's toasted. It's I'm cutting it in half. I'm there's the tomato. Glory, glory, glory. You know that sandwich is for Tom, right? Yeah, I know it's for it's a tuna sandwich. Let me put my special Tom. <laughs> he loved my tuna sandwich. Got lots of compliments on it. I fed and nourished Tom Cruise. The greatest story I have, however. What pump the brakes? Let's hear that story right after these messages. <laughs> We now return to Gloria Calderon Kellett. The greatest story I have, however. Oh, God. I can't believe that was just a warm up. No, no, that you're going to lose your. Listen, I hope you're wearing diapers because you're about to <laughs> shit your pants. Okay. Oh, no. I, 
I already finished. Here we go. Cameron comes downstairs. Glow, need you in editing. Oh, okay. Need you to do me a big favor. We're, we're working on the end of this movie. We're all kind of, uh, we're just up to our ears in it and we just need fresh eyes. So here's what we're going to do. Oh my God. I'm going to play you the scene. So I, I, he's talking to me as I'm walking up the stairs to editing. Okay. So I walk into editing. It's Joe, his editor. It's Cameron. It's Tom. I'm going to play you the end of the movie. Tom is going to be over your left shoulder doing the voiceover that we're going to eventually put in. Okay. Wait, so he's you're saying the voiceover is not been put into the movie yet. No, he's going to say Cruise. it. He's right here. And he's going <laughs> to say it as I'm watching okay my legs are crossed for a reason i'm so happy <laughs> go on and then we want to talk to you about it okay uh-huh. i said okay <laughs> <laughs> so to tell you that i'm having an out-of-body experience as i'm trying to thoughtfully watch the end of this movie and pretend that i don't have literally right here the biggest movie star in, in the world in te- by the way acting his brains out oh, <laughs> oh my god he, was, he wasn't he wasn't just phoning it in no. no he is he is i mean i feel like spit got on me and maybe oh. i didn't shower for a week you know what i mean like <laughs> like i don't i couldn't tell you what i saw i don't know what i said after because i don't remember what what your what opinion I, was yeah of course i don't know i don't know but just the, I, I, because the whole time I was thinking, what the fuck is my life? Like I am watching uh, the one, my favorite writer director is, is to my right, intensely looking at nobody, me, 25 year old Gloria, who hasn't done anything yet and doesn't know about story breaking or doesn't, I wish they'd ask me now. I have a lot of thoughts. Um, <laughs> and then the biggest movie star in the world is on my left and he is out over my shoulder acting his brains out uh, uh, with his voiceover. It was one of the greatest moments of my life. Oh my goodness! Like imagine, imagine she left. She she gave the feedback, and then Cameron and Tom look at. She didn't like it. We got to change it. We got to reshoot it. We got to reshoot <laughs> it. Lori didn't like it. I could tell. But he was he was so kind. Always, always knew my name. Always remembered my name. Um, a class act. A real class act. Truly. Gloria, we cannot thank you enough for being on our show. Uh, Gloria Calderon, is there anything you want uh, to tell the audience? Anything about you right now? Just just where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter, uh, especially if you're a creative. I have uh, I do a lot of Q&A's and I'm always available. I have a free Hollywood 101 video on YouTube. Uh, it's through BuzzFeed's Better Like channel. It's 10 episodes that I think any writer or creator can watch and sort of get a little sense of how to start in the industry. And One Day at a Time is going to be on CBS. Please check it out. And as always, we like to end our show answering a few questions from the internet. And uh, from Instagram, what Laura wrote asks, do your wives support your Tom Cruise obsession smiley face? Oh, yeah. Mm. I mean, you guys know that my wife met Tom Cruise and therefore I married her. So (laughs) it was part of the prenup. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know, I told you already that we walked into our reception to the song Danger Zone. Oh, God. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. I was I was half paying attention. It sounded like I walked into my wife's Danger Zone. Yeah, man. Okay. On our okay. wedding, I got into her danger zone. All right. This podcast is, in fact, hosted by Jeff Meacham and Joel Johnstone. 
It's produced by me, Alec Lev. Our executive producers are... Mine's called Maverick. Hers is called Charlie. <laughs> Doug Matica And Dan Patrick. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Like, like, what good call signs could you come up with? Like, euphemisms. For your junk. Our engineer and mixer is Alex Reeves for Point of Blue Studios. Yeah. Bobcat. <laughs> Editing by Alec Webb with additional editing by Alex Reeves. Music by (laughs) (laughs) And Matthew Atticus Berger. Slick Rick. Artwork by Rebecca Montoya. Joel, what did you, uh, did you guys enter to any music at your uh, reception? Executive produced by Paul Anderson and Nick Pinella for Workhouse Media. Uh, Yeah, we actually entered a Bruno Mars Uptown Funk, believe it or not. That's so stupid. We are a production of Meeting So-and-So in association with Workhouse Media. Which you weren't invited to and you chose not to go, so... Why didn't I come to your wedding? You could find us online at Meeting Cruise on Twitter and Instagram. Check out our website and show notes at www.meetingtomcruise.com. And you can email us at contact at Meeting Tom Cruise. Well, why didn't I come to your wedding? Because you're a dick. That makes sense. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review, maybe a five-star rating. It really helps the show. Meeting Tom Cruise was created by Jeff Meacham and Alec Lev. Meeting Tom Cruise is a production of the Dan Patrick Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast will self-destruct in five seconds. Bang.